Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Man of a Heart, where we bring you heartfelt, educational, positive stories, all to elevate your spirit. I am your host, Carol Olivia, and always thank you so much for taking your time out to listen to the Man of a Heart. The topic for the show, how has COVID-19 affected animals? I'm sure some of you have had have pets or will get a pet. And uh, do humans pass COVID-19 to animals or do animals pass COVID-19 to humans? The guest is Dr. Wanda Buckner. She is the founder of Healing Energy Services. Wanda is a pet and people communicator. She's an energy healer, psychic clairvoyant, hypnotherapist, holy fire Reiki healer, and medium, and mediumship for pets and people. We welcome you to the show, Wanda. Well, hi, Carol. It's great to be here again. Thanks, Wanda. Well, it's it's an interesting topic. Um, Can animals or, you know, or humans pass the COVID-19? Well, that's truly the $64 question, isn't it? Right. So part of it is, and this may be a bigger answer uh-huh. than you anticipated, but when I really was preparing for this talk with you, I was thinking of all of the ways that animals and humans interact and the impact that this has had on them. And of course, the theory is out there that COVID-19 originated in a wildlife wet market in China and that it was a variation of a COVID virus Mm -hmm. that was passed from an animal to a human and then spread like wildfire among humans. And so there is a belief out there that the original passage was from an animal to a human. In one sense, it doesn't really matter at this moment whether or not that's true or not, because we are immersed in what has happened since then. And we are just trying to deal with what is going on right now. So the effect on wildlife has been astounding. Mm -hmm. And also on the animals that we use for food and also on the animals that share our lives with us and are in our homes. So one of the positives that has come out of this is that the wildlife markets in some parts of China have been closed. And certainly we would prefer that. At the same time, that's sort of a small impact In Yellowstone and Yosemite, wildlife is thriving. The fact that we haven't had the human press on wildlife has allowed more animals to to have babies, to thrive. Even my friends who are here in the um, sort of suburban area that I live in have noticed there are more birds around. Hmm. People are seeing more deer in their backyard. The 
they do keep statistics about roadkill and so on. In March and April, roadkill was down significantly for deer and other large animals because there weren't as many of us on the road. Pollution has lifted in many cases. Venice is probably the most uh, mm -hmm. reputed one where the canals are now clear enough that you can see that there, there are jellyfish in them. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing, wonderful, unexpected benefit. And yet at the same time, there are also more rats who are more aggressive mm. at, because they no longer have the restaurant leavings that they eat from. And so in some cities, the rat population is getting increasingly aggressive and increasingly seen in people's homes. In Thailand, where the cities have a thriving tourist business and the monkeys are fed by the tourists, those monkeys are now getting aggressive. We are inextricably bound with the wildlife in our world and with all animals that we interact with. An interesting thing that I had not considered is the impact on the animals that are farmed for food. Mm -hmm. In the U.S., we enjoy low prices for protein mm -hmm. and protein. Well, I had no idea that the way that happened, there's a group that raises, you know, that where piglets are born and then they go to a farm factory and they live, uh, the pigs live for six months and then they are harvested is a world that, word they would use perhaps at between 240 and 260 pounds. Well, if that factory that processes that pork, if that closes, even for a couple weeks, the pigs are too big to be processed. Mm -hmm. They have to all be, be killed. And there is nothing to do with the bodies except to find a way to bury them where they don't negatively impact our streams, other wildlife. And the numbers are extraordinary. You can't, for myself, I find it so hard to believe that actually hundreds of thousands are being slaughtered. Wow. And it's not just an economic toll. Mm -hmm. the, the people who raise these animals, and it includes chickens too, they, they want to provide the best life. And I, I admit I am looking at this from the most responsible farmer's viewpoint. Mm -hmm the best life that they can for those animals while they live and let the animal fulfill their purpose mm -hmm. of, of being food and the emotional cost and the anguish of having to destroy thousands of animals is unbelievable. Mm. And so to, to go back to your question about can the virus be passed from animals to humans, well, in the Netherlands, it is believed that at one of the factory mink farms where they raise mink for mm -hmm. their fur, that the, the, the COVID, the coronavirus mutated to the COVID and did infect some workers there. And once again, you ended up with having to slaughter 
like half a million mink for fear that oh. they pass are infected with the COVID virus and might infect even further. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, people should not get um, terribly upset about the possibility of, of the pets that we have in our homes infecting us. They are not being raised where there are hundreds of animals pressed close together. Mm -hmm. Just one or two of them, maybe five or six. And so it's not a situation where the virus would thrive. And we take wonderful care of our animals. They are often vaccinated, they feel that they have excellent diets and they are generally not unstressed. And so they are not going to independently mutate to have the COVID virus. Mm -hmm. The first case that we knew about in the U.S. that I knew about was the, um, the tigers getting the virus from apparently one of the employees who was responsible for taking care of them. Mm -hmm. So if someone does have COVID-19, cats are more likely to get the virus from them than dogs are. Cats' respiratory system, you know, they're their noses are shorter and it is possible in rare occasions for the virus to be passed on but generally that does not happen so we are in no danger from our animals that we live with passing the virus to us mm -hmm. wow there's so much to this um there's more than one would think of because it's right. We tend to be, um, we tend to look at it from our limited point of view about what affects us directly. And there's a lot that we don't know about the food chain, about what's happening um, in other parts of the world. We may be following one specific kind of animal, like I mm -hmm. am very interested in the gray whales. And so I tend to pay more attention to what's going on there. But honestly, I had never looked at farm factories for animals. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So is there such a thing as an animal that is least susceptible? Well, dogs are not as, as susceptible. Right. Anything. Uh... You know, and so it's part of the reason animals would be susceptible mm -hmm if they were in direct contact with someone who has COVID-19. I see. Okay. Got it. That's really where you and I would probably interact most with and, um, someone who needed care for their animal, for instance, if they had been infected. Mm -hmm. So it might happen that many people have cats. So you might have an elderly person who has a cat. Right has a loving family who comes to visit her and through whatever method of transmission, because it could have happened in a store or mm -hmm. anywhere else, mm -hmm. she gets COVID-19. She goes uh, to have the test, her condition deteriorates and she's taken to the hospital. And so there she remains and we have the cat at home. 
Now, when she's first diagnosed with COVID-19, mm-hmm. it's important that it's possible someone else care for that cat during that time period. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, a service animal would be left with the person because that is their job. And you do not put masks on cats or dogs. It's not good for them and could actually interfere with their ability to breathe. Instead, you follow the same precautions that you would with people. Hmm. You wear a mask. You don't kiss them on the on their an animal on the face. Mm-hmm. You don't let the animal lick lick you. You mm-hmm. do not share food off your plate with the animal. You practice the regular infection control things that we should be practicing, even if we have a cold. Mm-hmm. We wash often we don't have the cat sleeping next to us on our pillow mm-hmm. those are all invitations for passing that virus to the animal mm-hmm. so should the person wear a mask in their home if they have a pet well this is a question isn't it mm-hmm. i had a friend of mine who went to the doctor mm-hmm. and the doctor sent her straight to the hospital. Hmm. Now, she did not have COVID-19. And most of us who go straight to the hospital, you know, are not going to have COVID-19. Mm-hmm. We have the same responsibility for our animals. And so she was able to tell them that she had a little dog at home and she had them call her veterinarian. Mm-hmm. And, the, and they were good enough to do it. And the veterinarian... Uh, looked on the emergency card mm-hmm. and had to be listed as the emergency contact. Right. And I knew a mutual friend of ours, and that wonderful woman went over and took that sweet dog and took care of the dog for the month that wow. she was in the hospital. Mm. And this is something we should all do. I was thinking about this today, and we know that for emergency preparedness Mm -hmm. for our animals, we are all supposed to have, and I know that most of the people listening, including myself, do not have this there. We're supposed to have a crate for the animal to be carried in, two weeks of food, Uh, vaccinations the animal has had, Mm -hmm. the point of contact of who will take care of the animal in case we cannot, toys, a bed and a blanket, a a collar, a leash. Every animal should have ID on it all the time and a chip. And any instructions or medications should be included with that as Mm -hmm. well as the name of your veterinarian. Carol, you and I don't know if we'll survive going to the grocery store. We we could be killed in an accident on our way home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So all of us should be prepared. But as I was thinking about this, even more than that, we need to know our neighbors because you have a good point that it may be that when you are taken to the hospital, you cannot talk and tell someone that there is an animal at your home. And so we need to make friends of our neighbors. We need to watch each other's houses. We need to be, you know, well, I do have a dog at home. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see me around for a couple of days, 
I'd really appreciate it. And, and I haven't told you I'll be gone. Right. I'd really appreciate it if you'd just knock on the door, give me a call, see if I'm okay. Mm-hmm. See if mm-hmm. my dog is alone. Mm-hmm. We could even let them know where there's an extra key. Mm-hmm. In the community that I live in, we let each other know where there's an extra key in case, because what if I fall down in my own home mm-hmm. and all the doors are locked? Mm-hmm. It would be nice. I'd prefer they enter with a key than break down the door or the window. Right. No, that's a good, that's very nice what you're saying, Wanda, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, as uh, we were talking before, the show we talking about isolation. Right. Feelings of isolation. I guess pets actually help somebody with that. What's your insight with that, Wanda? Well, this has been an interesting item in the in the pet literature because mm-hmm. when we were having sudden stay-at-home order uh, mm-hmm. order, do not mingle, do not travel unnecessarily, the adoption rate for animals went up. Mm-hmm. And got an animal to be their companion and oftentimes they are with that animal 24 hours a day Mm -hmm. this is great for Mm -hmm. animals they're like woohoo because if that animal is the only other living being that we are interacting with right you know that fills a big spot in our life Mm -hmm. we say good morning to the dog when we get up. We let the dog out. We let the dog in. We talk to him, you know, sort of absent-mindedly. Mm-hmm. And then what if I am called back to work and now I'm gone 10 hours a day? Mm-hmm. And the dog who had my full attention for six weeks, eight weeks, mm-hmm. is now alone 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. We need to think about the isolation that that animal may feel. And what we can do to enrich their lives in the time that we are gone. Mm-hmm. We can't yeah. just ditch them, take them back to the shelter. That's not going to work out. Right, right. Yeah. And so ways that we can plan for going back to work. Mm-hmm. It is possible that animals now have play dates, just like kids do. Dogs particularly, not really cats. Cats are not so interested in playdates. But for dogs to visit another dog in their home, maybe you and a neighbor can take turns doing that so that while one of you works or is gone, the the dog has some companionship and some enrichment. Mm -hmm. We do need to remember that our cats sleep like 20 hours a day. Mm -hmm. Dogs probably... 12 to 16. So mm-hmm. they're not all that active, mm-hmm. but the dog daycare was, will open up again. And so there are ways that you can ease your dog into mm-hmm. being alone so many hours so that when you are home, there's a lot of activity, there's an opportunity to get the exercise they need. Mm-hmm. And then when you are gone, they will be more content sleeping and waiting. Mm-hmm. Do they sense anything? So when you ask the question about what they sense, it's multifaceted. Dogs are very attuned to our emotions. Right. A fish, not so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But our dogs 
know if we are frustrated, if we are depressed, mm -hmm. if we are happy, if we are excited. And so in that sense, absolutely, they do sense what is happening with us on an emotional level. If I have been home every day for weeks and weeks and weeks, all day, except maybe gone an hour or two, and then suddenly I am gone for 10 hours, then the dog knows I'm gone. Do they say that I've gone back to work and I'm right. back to earn money to feed them? No. Mm -hmm. Instead, they wonder why they're left. Did you forget them? Why aren't you there? When are you right. coming and they may paste, they may um, chew on themselves, mm -hmm. they exhibit compulsive behaviors, mm -hmm. they chew on something of yours mm -hmm. because it soothes them to chew and to be close to something that you have. Mm -hmm. And so when you're going back to work, you need to plan to have activities for the animal that will be soothing, perhaps a Kong that is stuffed with frozen food that they can, can eat on throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Perhaps uh, the dog TV channel mm -hmm. where there's something interesting for them to watch. Many people these days have cameras in their homes so they can watch their animal from work and see how the animal is doing and what they're doing. You might have a dog walker or a neighbor next door, a, a young child, come in and take your dog for a walk mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. so I, we do take on a responsibility when we take on animals, and we do want to plan for their emotional well-being, mm -hmm. like we would for a child. Mm -hmm. So does their mood, I mean, I'm curious, curious uh, why do, <clears throat> does their mood change because they're sensing that something has shifted with their, um, you know, the person they're living with, you know, do they sense something else is, is happening here? You know, does their, how, is their mood affected? Anxiety or, you know? Mm -hmm. Very much so. For instance, if you are planning on going on a trip you're happy, you're packing your bag, you're singing, you know, you're like, don't worry, I so-and-so is going to come in and stay with you or take care of you, or you're going to your favorite kennel and they will love you, then there's a happy vibration to it. But if it you are um, going back to perhaps uh, there has been a death in your family and you are returning uh, to another state for... A funeral, they, and the stress of, of the estate and clearing out a parent's house, that's a whole different energy that we have. And the animal's certainly aware of that, even though it may be the same person coming over and the same, uh, or the same kennel. But one of the differences is that animals live in the present. And so... When you are gone to your happy vacation and you're sending happy thoughts back to your dog and hoping they're having, telling them they're having a great time, you would have taken them with you if you could have, but you want them to enjoy the time that they have. 
you know, the animal will be in the present with their caregiver. Mm. If you are somewhere where you are very sad and like you're trying to, you're going through all your childhood memories, having to discard things, having to let go of things, you don't want to send your animal that kind of energy of, oh, I'm so sad. It's just, I miss you so much. I wish you were here. It's awful that you can't be here and I can't be with you. You don't want to send them that kind of energy. You want to send them the, the golden glowing energy of love and that I, I know that you are, are all right. I will be home in a week or two. I love you. Enjoy this time that you have with your caregiver or where you are with other animals in a kennel. And you want to send them happy thoughts. You don't want to send them doom and despair and grief. All right? We want to be aware of the emotions that we are mm -hmm. sending to our animals. Well, that makes a lot of sense because, if, you know, they're picking up the, you know, the energies and their intuition and... Um... Yes, and the wonderful thing about animals mm -hmm. is they can let go of it, mm -hmm. whereas sometimes we hang on to it. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, all right, so the animal doesn't get their, their favorite treat, but then they go outside and they're playing, and that favorite treat is out of their mind, mm -hmm. where we are, well, I didn't get that piece of... of German chocolate cake and I really wanted it. I don't know why I right. couldn't you know, and, and we hang on to it. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. we could choose to let go of it, which would be a much better way to to resolve the situation. Mm -hmm. So we need to trust them to be in the present. Mm -hmm. And we want to be, you know, our best selves in the present. We we want our animals to realize that whatever problems we have, there are problems and we can deal with them. And that's our human condition. Mm -hmm. is we are here to resolve what is presented to us and make our way through it the best way we can. And that their job is to maintain their true expression and high vibration of unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And that's how they support us. And that's why we appreciate them so greatly and need them so much. Mm. Well, you know, that's beautiful because then if somebody was homesick or anything, that, that energy would only help their immune system. Yes, which is the point of animals volunteering in the hospital. I volunteered right. for many years with my dogs. And I talked to them and told them just what I told you. Mm -hmm. You're is to maintain your high vibration and true expression of unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And the humans will come up to that. Mm -hmm. So you be a human in the hospital with a really a devastating mm -hmm. diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And that animal would be there in pure, unconditional love. Mm -hmm. and the animal's aura is about 10 times the size of their body. And so when my little dog would nestle in that person's arms, that person would be surrounded by that aura of love and mm -hmm. peace and calm. Mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. would feel better. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, there's so much to it. Uh, 
Wanda, you know, the sense on the sensitive level and on the loving level, you know, between humans and, and animals and pets. You know, why did a person even, why did a person get a pet? <laughs> you know, what was that compelling emotion, you know? And how does that pet adapt to the emotions of the human being? And was the reason for bringing an animal into your life mm -hmm. an unselfish one? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, was it mm -hmm. about what you could do for the animal or was it about what the animal could do for you? Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. just we want to make a good decision whenever we bring any animal into our mm -hmm, life. Mm -hmm. The time for the animal. Right. Do we have the the wherewithal to support the animal's mm -hmm. nutritional and medical needs? Do we want to spend time with the animal? Mm -hmm. or, you know, this is why it's so dangerous when people give animals as gifts. Mm -hmm. I, Seen young people bring the, uh, their mother a dog because they think the mother needs a companion. Right. Well, mm -hmm. Want a dog. <laughs> right. No, that's a good point. Right. And that's a great we point. Need to be really careful about animals' personalities. Mm -hmm. I realize that I cannot have a really active dog because I'm not active enough myself to fulfill right. that animals athletic needs right. and the responsibility of it right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes and and it has to be a two-way street mm -hmm. it's not all about the animal fitting into my life and how mm -hmm. I want that animal to be mm -hmm. it's also about me fitting into what the animal's needs are right 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 no that makes sense that makes a lot of sense you know there's a lot to it Miss Wanda a lot to it would you uh, like to make any other points, uh, Wanda, the wisdom of the uh, COVID-19 and animals and humans? If there's one thing I would like people to take away from this. Mm -hmm. it, make a plan to care for your animal if you suddenly cannot. Oh. Sure, right. You have that animal in your will that mm -hmm. you talk to your relatives about who will take the animal if you can no longer do it. That you have a clear understanding mm -hmm. of, of what can happen, that your animal's records are easy to access and to find. Mm -hmm. So anyone who comes in, just like you know, some people have their do not resuscitate orders on their refrigerator, mm -hmm. you could have, you know, animal information is in second drawer on the left. Mm -hmm. you know, we need to be responsible for them. And even though we think that we may be bulletproof and nothing will happen to us, the COVID-19 has made it really clear that mm -hmm. none of us can predict mm -hmm. if, if what will happen within the next few weeks or days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So make a plan. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's great, uh, Wanda. Thank you so very much, Dr. Wanda Buckner, founder of Healing Energy Services. We appreciate you. You gave us such information. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Carol. And it, I, hope, I hope it has stretched people's minds. When An example that I could give is mm -hmm. I was 
Gaudi's cathedral in Barcelona, and he started this cathedral mm-hmm. oh, in the 1800s. It still is not done, but it's predicted to be done within a few years. And so standing within it, looking up, it's a very large, complex, imaginative architectural structure. And mm-hmm. I couldn't see the plan for it. It was like spires would go up and wow. stairs would go up and not reach anywhere. They wouldn't go mm-hmm. to a door or a room. Right. And so it was confusing to be mm-hmm. in the bottom of it. I, I just, I mean, it was impressive and mm-hmm. awe-inspiring, but I couldn't quite wrap my mind around it. And then I saw a picture of it just recently mm-hmm. from above, and it all made sense looking down. You could see how it was all integrated. There mm-hmm. was a pattern. There was a plan to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's the same thing now, that we are in the midst of something. We are immersed in it. Mm-hmm. And it will only be in future years that we will be able to look from another perspective. Mm-hmm. And part of what talking to you today is about is looking at all of COVID-19 from a different perspective, mm-hmm. from the perspective of the animals in the wild, in farm factories, in our homes, mm-hmm. and really considering the impact that COVID-19 has had on them as well as on us, mm. emotionally and, and environmentally, economically, all the ways mm-hmm. that pandemic mm-hmm. has influenced our lives. Mm. That makes a lot of sense, a lot of wisdom to that, Wanda. Thank you so much, Dr. Wanda Buckner. Um, you gave us a lot of wisdom and insight. Thank you so much, Wanda. Thank you, Carol. And I've been the host, Carol Olivia, and you've been listening to The Man of the Heart. Thank you so much.